Hey, Neck Nation, welcome to another podcast with Neck Roots. I'm Kit James. Austin Davis. Hey, and we're talking about something important today. We're talking about motivation when it counts most. So, motivation to win. Motivation to win, Kit. You know, I was thinking about motivation, and I go through periods of time in my life where I'm way more motivated than I am at other times. And I try and think back as to what causes that motivation, right? Obviously, if I'm engaged in my passions, if I'm if I'm engaged in something that I really care about, right, I'm motivated to get to the finish line or to get to that next step, right? But our life is our lives are full, Nick Nation, our lives are full of things that are just not our passions, right? Yeah. That that we have to deal with on a daily, weekly, sometimes monthly basis. These things can stretch out for a long time, right? Yeah. And it's hard to stay motivated and see those things through to the finish. You know, you're absolutely right. I think we get tangled up or roped into or just in the daily doing. There's things that maybe we particularly wouldn't care to do if we could X them, X them off the day, daily list. But the reality is I've done lots of things that I don't particularly like yeah. doing. And and you know what? You When you find somebody that's doing something that he doesn't particularly like, but yet he does it and does it well and he does it with a good attitude, that's a winner, right? Absolutely. Um, I, I mean, I can't think help but think of um, the interview with, yeah, who was I think it was Alan Iverson, um, and, and he, he missed a couple practices, right? Okay. And and the media was just tearing him up, and he's like, "Big deal! I I missed a practice," and they just kept hammering him and hammering him and hammering him about practice, and and he don't like to practice because he thinks he's that good, right? Sure. I mean, he's not in the NBA anymore, but <laughs> but he didn't want to. Even though he was a leader, he didn't. He thought that was stupid. He goes, "Just let me play the game." Yeah. I showed up late for practice, but anyways, they kept hammering him and. And you can see this um, on YouTube. It's the funniest thing ever because the dude says practice 106 times. He's like, we in here talking about practice, not the game, not the game. Right? Yeah. We talking about practice. Practice. Yeah, and he says it 100 times. But <laughs> I guarantee you he didn't like to practice, right? That's one of those things that he didn't just go find the joy in. Yeah. And so anytime we're just teaching the kids um, as they were growing up, anytime they have their head low and it's like, dude, it's early. I'm tired and this job's going to suck or this work that we're doing is going to suck or we're doing service when we rather be somewhere else helping somebody if their tree fell down or whatever. Yep. There's been lots of things. And so I always found that it's easier to make, make it fun. Yeah. Joke around, start, you know what I mean? And Absolutely. just bring the spirit up because you can do anything if, if the attitude's right. Absolutely. And I'm thinking of, of an example of, of motivation, right? And, and maybe doing things that aren't as doing things when you're not motivated to do them and how they have a benefit or a payoff. Right. And so I go back to writing now, just to be crystal clear with everybody, there's no such thing as a bad day on a dirt bike, right? No No. such thing as a bad day on a dirt bike. But, um, when you get a new bike or when you get your suspension redone, you've got to spend time going out and dialing in the suspension. And this can take hours right and you're going to ride the same trail over and over again the same section of trail over and over again and it's not very long right and it's got a variety of you know different types of terrain sand whoops everything you got to find the right trail um and you spend all this time dialing in the suspension and it's just it's really not that fun you'd rather just go out and ride right right? and do you know a 30 40 50 mile ride and enjoy 
enjoy what you're doing instead of just pounding the same trail over and over and over again. But the payoff is, is if you spend that time doing the thing that you don't want to do, which is dial in the suspension, right? every ride that you have after that is going to be so much better, right? Yeah. You'll be confident on the bike. You'll be faster on the bike. You'll be safer on the bike. And so there is a payoff to doing things that we don't want to do. And I think that that's true for all aspects of Absolutely. our life, Nick Nation. Yep. If we get caught up in, in, you know, whether it's parts of our job or the job in general, right? Or, or you know, things that have to do with family and relationships. And we got to grind through those. Yeah. And we learn lessons through the grind, right? Absolutely. And then those apply to things that we do enjoy doing or they have a payoff in the end. Yeah. In the grind is where we learn and, and it's where we build our confidence. There's like just that's a great example wrenching on your bike and just going over and over. But once you load it back up and you know you got it dialed in, it feels good. Feels good. The payoffs, not just not just it's going to be better to ride from now on, but that ride home, no, hey, you did something that you didn't really particularly want to go out and grind out, but yeah. you did it. Yeah. It feels good. It does. When you're putting stuff away and cleaning stuff up after a long day and you just want to say, screw it, throw it in the back of the truck and bounce. And you put it away, right? It feels good. Yeah, sense of accomplishment, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it just feels good. And so I think um, it, it goes back to the way you do anything, the way you do everything. But to to find the motivation to do things that we don't want to do, I mean, it really that's where our character's built, and that speaks to our character. And so sometimes if if you find yourself complaining a little bit because we've all been through it, we all do it. I've just found it's easier to get in and grind it out and be happy about it, even if it's. I mean, pig, shoveling pig crap, dude. I don't care, bro. You can find a little, <laughs> you can find humor in it, and it, it's like I'd rather, I'd rather eat a hot dog with the right company than have a steak with the wrong company. It's yeah. the same thing. I think, I think works the same way. Or these, these things that we do in our daily doing that maybe we particularly don't like, and if we don't like the people we're doing them with, I mean that it's going to make it even more challenging. Makes, yeah, absolutely. Right? It makes it worse because you can find a bright side in everything, and if not. Man, you can probably help raise those guys, you know, raise their bar and, and challenge them. But um, the one thing is, is when we're doing things that we don't particularly like, especially when our kids are watching or, or those that look up to us are watching, even if it's just for that simple fact, sometimes that's a motivator for me. I'm like, man, this is going to suck for real yeah. in my own head, right? Yep. I don't want to do this. And I'm like, I got to. I got to change my attitude, man. Yeah. <clears throat> right now. Cause some, cause my boys are watching. Yeah. And it goes back to what you tell your boys all the time. And I know you say this on the podcast, but eat the frog, right? Yeah. First thing in the morning, eat the frog. And I think that that's the case right yeah. here is, is maybe it's, it's still going to be hard to be motivated, right? We're not saying that all of a sudden you're going to find some magic pill or some, some solve all problem. That's going to make you motivated to do all these things you don't want to do. It's going to be hard. But those things aren't going to go away. Right. Right. And you can do them slow and be miserable for a really long time um, doing those things. Or you can do, like Kit says, you can eat the frog and get it done and have it in your past yeah. and move forward onto things that maybe you are a little more motivated to do. Yeah. And even when you do eat the frog, that means call somebody you don't particularly want to call and tell them, hey, I can't take care of you on this or that, or I can't do this, or I can't go to this thing you invited me to or whatever. Those are the things that we put off, right? Yeah. And and if you just smash that frog down while it's still kicking in early in the morning, get it over with that slimy bugger, right? Yeah. Just get just 
put it, open the hatch and get it over with. Yeah. Your day goes better. Absolutely. Right? And, but I think I can't help but think of the, the chores or the things, activities that we enjoy doing, the things we look forward to. Why do we look forward to them? What is it? And then, um, we're, you know, you, you've, we've all done something that we're super excited about. Man, you're setting your stuff out that night. You're whatever, right? You're yeah. getting ready, right? You're looking forward to it. You can barely sleep like a little kid before yeah. Christmas Eve. Yep, for sure. Right? Yep. Been so, there. so if you look at the things that we don't like to do, right, and, and you try to look at them the same way, they're not going to be the same, but we can make them the same. And once you finish that task, you know what? You you did something. Yeah. It's a badge of honor to finish something you don't want to do and do it and do it right. Yep, absolutely. And I think this also goes back to um, we did an episode on defining your why. Yeah. And I think if you think about it long enough, these things that you're unmotivated to do, you can tie them back to your why. In some way or another, they tie back to your why. I know for me, like I I was just sitting here thinking about some of the things that I I can't stand doing. Mm -hmm. And it, it goes back to... Well, I do those things because of my family or because of my kids. Like you were saying, if your kids are watching, right, you got to set a good example for the kids and get stuff done so that they, they do the same. And for me, right, uh, certain things that, uh, you know, go in certain aspects of my job, some days my job are okay, some days the job just not okay, and I've kind of come to terms with that's the way it is, and I have to have a better attitude about it. But still, it's hard to stay motivated sometimes, yeah. and I've got to go back to my why, which is – Number one, to prove to myself that I can do things. And number two, my family, right? Yeah. I got to do it for my family. So tie things back to your why, right, when you're feeling unmotivated. There's got to be a way to do it. Absolutely. And there's there's little tricks. There's a life hack. You know, uh, they used to tell us in primary, would you, what would, would you be doing that, Kit, if Jesus was here watching? Yeah, if the Lord was watching. <laughs> I'm like, freak, no, I wouldn't be doing that, but he ain't watching. Yeah. <laughs> And I can't believe I got caught. But, yeah. but um, I, I use that in my own life with my kids, right? And even if they're not there, I just think, what would my kids, what would I, what advice would I, how would I tell my kids to attack this challenge and with what attitude? Yeah. And I already know the answer. And so if I'm going to tell them that, then by gosh, I better be willing to do it. Yeah. And, and so just putting that physical, tangible aspect in, in, in my head really helps. So I think that's kind of one of the life hacks that, you know, anytime I was getting ready to do something stupid, I'd, I'd think, uh, what, would I, what advice would I give my kids in yeah. this situation? Yeah. And I think you said, you just said something, you described what we need to do really well. You use the word attack kit. And I think that that's what we've got to do in these situations. Right. Yeah. And, and I, I kind of mentioned it a little bit before, but attack is a perfect word to describe what we need to do when we're not motivated. Get right. into attack mode, Neck Nation. Yep, yep. attack. Yeah. You're, you're absolutely right. Uh, think You made me think of something when you said the word attack, and that's and it goes along with this. I don't know if you remember. Um, it's kind of a long story, but back in 2004, the Dream Team, the NBA team that they put together, that um, it, well, the Dream Team was previous to that, but it was a continuation of the Dream Team. 2004, the Olympics, um, they, they had LeBron James, I mean, Dwayne Wade, Allen Iverson, they had a uh, Carlos Boozer. I mean, there was Jason Kidd. There was a there was a pretty was a good roster. Yeah, it was a pretty good roster, bro. We have USA basketball has dominated in the Olympics. Like, I oh, mean, yeah. it's not even worth watching. <laughs> right, like gold. 
Yeah. And and that and previous to letting NBA players play, we've only lost one time and it's it's been challenged and still they don't think they lost because they were up and they put three more seconds on. Well, it was in 1972 when they were playing Russia, and Russia won by one point. Oh, wow. So Doug Collins tells a story because he was on the team, and he's an announcer, but um, a sports analogy announcer. But he was on the team in 1972, and he goes, it was heartbreaking, man. First first loss that Team USA team basketball ever lost, when, and, and we ended up silvering instead of getting a gold. Yeah. Well, fast forward, we've always won. Yeah. Right. To 2004. Now we have the NBA players uh, eligible to play in the Olympics for for Team USA. And I mean, some of the most talented people in the world. And what's interesting is when they went when they went and played, they lost their first game to Puerto Rico. Not, Did they really not Argentina, not Spain, not Puerto Rico. Bro. <laughs> Puerto Rico. Yeah. Wow. So so they lose to Puerto Rico. And they're just like, what the crap just happened? And so coach gets ticked and goes, look, this is a round robin. We can still come back and we can win the gold, but we got to get it together, right? Sure. And the most talented people on the floor um, in the world. Sure. Yep. And and they couldn't pull it off. They ended up getting a bronze. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so they called it the cream team and all this other stuff and media <laughs> jumped on them. And it was the most embarrassing thing in the world. But the problem was, is, is the way they were not attacking, they were attacking their own individual interests. Right. And, and they were just kind of there like, this is a extra thing. I have to take my summers off to go do this and I don't want to do it, but I'll get some publicity. And so I don't know. I mean, I, I can only assume that, why why they didn't win but they obviously didn't come together were they talented yeah but they didn't win yeah right well at the end of that was after that when they started recruiting the team um for 2008 for the next four years for the next olympics uh it, they had to go qualify because they bronzed yeah. we've never had to qualify and so they had to actually qualify and win the nationals before they could go and and do that that means whoever plays on that 2008 um Team USA team for the Olympics has to give up three summers. Wow. And for the NBA players, man, they play all fall and winter, and it's tough for them to give up a summer. Yeah. Right? They, they got have. kids and other interests. And so they came in and revamped the whole outfit, right? And they hired Jerry, who was the the owner of uh, the Suns, the, the Phoenix Suns, okay. right, out of Arizona, very successful. And he said, I'll do it on one condition. There's no committees, no oversight. I pick the coach, and I pick the pick the roster. And he goes, okay, but just so you know, nobody wants to play because they – They don't want to give up their summers. They don't want to give up their summers, number one. Number yeah. two, we're, dude, we, they just got crucified in 2004, and the media just blasted them. Yeah. Right? So this is something they had to overcome, right? And so Jerry went out and interviewed all these coaches, and he ended up going to Duke and getting Coach K. Coach K is a West Point grad. He is military through and through. He's got a proven record at Duke. But can you imagine Coach K coming in and, and at the collegiate level and trying to coach professionals and winning their respect? Oh, my gosh. That'd be difficult. way difficult. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, long story short, he does it, puts his team together, motivates them. They go on. Well, right before, it, the year before the 2008 Olympics – uh, Dwayne Wade was playing lights out. 
in 2006, he won MVP, most valuable player, and all these things, and he was top three in the NBA. Well, he gets hurt, right? And so, and if you can imagine, think back to 2007. So they had to go recruit one more person just in case, right? Wade couldn't come back or whatever. Yeah. Because they weren't that deep. They had a short roster. And they ended up grabbing Kobe. Well, if you think of Kobe Bryant in 2007, he just ran Shaq off. He just got accused of of calling the police on Shaq. And he had all this drama in his life. Yep. And he wasn't deemed a team player at all. And what's interesting about that is this. Kobe had an opportunity. It's probably something he's like, oh, man, I got all this drama going on. Now I got to go out to the world yeah. and be in front front of the world, right? Yep. And so he took that challenge and ate that frog and he goes you know when he showed up you should you the team just like oh my gosh how's his attitude and the way he <laughs> plays is you know because he had a bad rap then yeah that was the first half of kobe right and and this olympics was the turning point for him and so the two things i want to mention that went on there was kobe came in and he's kind of a loner and and you got lebron james who has a very large personality. You sure. got Kobe who has his own and Coach K saying, take all your egos from all your individual teams and try to put them under one ego umbrella. And and he did a great job. He brought in some military wounded veterans and they took the flags off their own uniforms and gave them to these guys and said, you're not playing for yourself. You're not playing for, you're playing for your country. You're not playing for your home teams. You're not playing for advancements in your career. You're playing for the United States of America. It was a really cool motivational thing. But Kobe, it was funny because he came together and he set the example. He did what others weren't willing to do. Um, so they all so the the practice in 2007, they had to stay at the wind for like a month. And and they're in Vegas. So that's like recipe for disaster. Yeah, no kidding. So the whole team goes out, parties all night, clubbing, doing the whole deal. They come walking in the hotel lobby at 4.30 in the morning, and they pass Kobe heading to the gym, right? And he was already sweating because he'd already done a workout, and he was just walking down to the other part of the gym, and they're like, what the freak is he doing? So eventually they all followed his agenda, his schedule, and they started, you know, and he became a leader, and he really turned around his reputation in his career. But in 2007, when, when Wade was hurt, they said not only did he have to have shoulder surgery and knee surgery, they're like, dude, he's not going to be ready for 2008. There's no way. Yeah. He worked his butt off. This dude grinded it out, worked so hard. So when you go to the 2008 Olympics and you look at it, they dominated until the last game. And it was against, um, it was against Spain and it was very close. I mean, they just wouldn't go away. They couldn't put him away. And so Kobe was a key player and, and key leader and role he played a key role in that in winning that but him and lebron got into foul trouble early and thank goodness wade rehabbed right had the determination to power through push through do something that he probably wasn't it's super hard because look he lost and got ridiculed made fun of in 2004 yeah. then he was hurt he had a legitimate excuse yeah and he came back and every played. reason not yeah. to be motivated every yeah. reason not to be motivated and 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 Kobe same same thing, man. He was like the media was hard on him, and now he's going to yeah. go get in front of the world. You know, it's a tough thing to do, but they did it. Yeah. And and when when Kobe and um, King James, when when LeBron James got they got into foul trouble first quarter, and in the Olympics, he, 
you get four fouls, that's it, that you're out, right? So they had to be really careful. And so they put Wade in, and they started to struggle. Wade, dude, he scored 22 points unanswered in 10 minutes. And and so each each one of those guys that had extreme adversity, a reason why not to, to be unmotivated to go join Team USA Basketball, they used it as 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 a turning point in their career, and and it helped not not just us be the redeemed team, yeah. and 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 win gold again, but it helped them and it helped everybody, right? Yeah. So it was it's just a cool story because they really did have a lot to do with winning, and they had a lot of adversity and a lot to go through, and man, I wouldn't be very motivated after two thousand and four. No, no you know kidding. I mean? And I think that what you said there is. Well, not the key is doing something that you're not motivated to do and then accomplishing that could be a turning point yeah. in your life. Right. You you just mentioned that. So yeah. it took me a while to figure out how to say it. I don't know why, but, you know, we could do that in our own lives. Yeah. These things can be turning points. Maybe you haven't been able to accomplish something that you're not motivated to just yet in your life. Right. Yeah. Well, go attack it. Accomplish it. Let it be a turning point so that next time something comes up, you can do the same thing. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. You know, every great story, every great leader, uh, success leaves clues. And, and that's something that we've said before, but it's, it's, so, it's so true. And anyone that's successful in any area of their life is someone that stays motivated even when they don't want to be motivated. Yeah. You know, you can't ride that roller coaster, right? I mean, it happens to us in life. It's not a bad thing. No. It's just something to pay attention to, right? Yep. Watch it tick up and down and make sure it's ticking up more than down. Yeah. Uh, because I'll tell you, whatever goes down the well is going to come back up. And yeah. and what that means, whatever you put in, that negativity or that, I'm going to put this off or put that off because I don't want to do it. Whatever you, you put in your mind, it, it comes back up. It, you know, whatever you put in the well, it comes back up. So if we power through some of these times, and it's like a batting average, you know, just pay attention and be aware of it, man, it's going to come back up. It's going to be reflective in our attitude and the way we carry ourselves and the way we do things. And have you ever showed up to do something and you just felt good and confident and you walked into it and just crushed it, whatever it oh, was? Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you look back on those times in your life and it's, what was it? And if you can't identify what it was, you know, sometimes it's good to fake it until you make it. Yeah. I've walked into stuff that I was like, you know, scared or had butterflies or whatever, right? And as soon as I put my game face on, I walked in and I'm like, sup? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and then you handled it. Yeah. You handled yeah. it. I mean, your body, the motion you carry in, in the body, that body motion equals emotion. Motion equals emotion. And so, you know, a lot of times if we're not feeling it, we're in a slump. We got to get up, and do some jumping jacks, man. We got to play eye of the tiger and swing at the air. Yeah, fake it till you make it. Right. Yeah. I mean, it it really does. Yeah. I mean, it it can help. Absolutely. Well, Nick Nation, let's uh let's focus on that, right? Let's focus on attacking these things when uh, when we're not motivated and and try and tie it back to our why. Yeah. Right. See if we can get back to our why and maybe find some motivation. Also, surround ourselves with people that make these tasks. More, more tolerable, yeah, right? And kid? be and be that example. And be that example. So, well, if you like the message today, be sure to like and video or like the video and share the video, Neck Nation. The more you do that, the more people get to see it. Um, check us out on social media: Facebook, YouTube, uh, TikTok, Instagram. We got those. 
And then if you like the gear we're wearing, go to www.neckroots.com. Check out the gear and maybe get yourself something. But uh, for now, we'll leave you with that. And bless up, Neck Nation. And if you're not motivated to hit the subscribe button, get motivated. (laughs) Get motivated. (laughs) Bless up. Bless up.